Hey everybody, we have such a special version of the Wisdom Circle. Usually we do this on Anchor, voice only podcast. But today I was like, nope, I have a special guest. We gotta go live, we gotta go on Facebook, we gotta be visible, we have to be seen of this amazing story and woman. And I think her legacy that she's gonna leave behind and she's imprinted and put into the people around her. And I'm really, really, I'm really, really feel special and honored to be sitting beside a woman like Myra, Amara. Sorry, I'm probably saying it wrong. Ilbelli. She is an amazing facilitator and body worker. She is trauma informed. She has been practicing and serving people across the world in her community and teaching them about body consciousness, trapped emotions, and the power of love. Today, it's such an honor and a pleasure to have her here. And as those of you know, I have a podcast, The Wisdom Circle, and that's going to be recorded. And this is going to be part of that recording. So this audio can be found on the podcast in the next coming weeks. Next coming weeks, and but you get firsthand exclusive unraveling of getting to sit with us live or in real time or even on replay before the rest of the world gets to by just tapping into the space with me and her and listening to all the goodies and sharing all the wisdom that she has to offer. So my love, I butchered your name and I said it right the first time. So correct me and introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, well, Sophia, um, yes, you said it right. It's Elmira. And I'm really excited to go into this raw conversation. Um, where do I start from? I um, was so intrigued by relationships at first. And when I realized that I went into several relationships that were um, just unauthentic and based on not who I really was and then putting so much pressure on relationships to define me, to understand my needs and to fully fulfill my needs. So this is where I would say I started to devote my really a big part of my life into understanding human behaviors and our patterns and how we, when we are unable to process our emotions, they actually shape and lead our present and future. And I was in this dynamic where I felt like I was um, blaming or how could, how can someone do this to me? And then came a point where I was like, but I have a good heart. The person has a good heart. What is happening? And I went deeper into studying the anatomy of loneliness by Teal Swan, one of my mentors. And I went so deep in understanding, okay, we're human beings, we want to connect, we want to relate, but how come we are causing, and how come we are choosing relationships that 
are not fulfilling, that feel empty from inside. Uh, where I experienced being in a relationship, being beside someone in bed and feeling completely lonely. And I was like, something's off, right? Yeah. So, so that's, that's where I first started, where self-development and the interest of understanding how to create intimacy and freedom within relationships started for me. I love that that is so powerful. This is really going to the premise of relationships and womanhood. And the work you're doing with women is so powerful. The fact that you, you're you bringing it into the location you are in, you're bringing it to the people that you are among and teaching such an amazing philosophy that I think a lot of women are hungry for. Um, as a woman of, of color, I was actually in Egypt and the Middle East and in Turkey for a bit and so many women I was speaking to and I spoke to they had such this amazing feminist drive and energy and I loved it and there's such a cutting edge of this like evolution and I think also fundamentally in different countries and such as US and Canada and different countries as well women as well they just don't have access to the information the knowledge you're talking about so you really are cutting the balance of the borders and going across all the world in every different country and giving women this ability to look at their personal relationships their intimate relationships who they're laying in bed with and understanding like why was i attracted or why was i programmed or used to or felt safe or compelled to be with this individual and questioning that belief system and those values that kind of led up to it. So it's so powerful to see you touching into that. When you're speaking about the relationship aspect and like women empowering themselves on on the whys through body wisdom, emotions and and mentality, what are some of the things that you teach and you kind of give women to start that process? you see because I'm assuming women are coming to you with this concept in their head like oh something is not connecting correctly here and they're wanting a a different change so how do you kind of help and assist that beautiful question Nella and I when I was like okay well something's not working out here and how do I start to take my power back how do I start to lead my life how do i why am i attracted to this person so the question shifted from why is this person doing this to me and giving someone else the power into why am i attracted why am i magnetizing such relationships and in that there were so many modalities but but i started to look within me and when someone would say you are your own healer the answers is within you it would drive me nuts because i would be like i don't know what that even means because right now where i'm standing i have no idea what i'm doing and uh, and i remember my first mentors asked me to take a mirror and to look at look at myself look at myself in the mirror and and she asked me what is the one thing you're running away from and 
for me it was my emotions yeah i'm a sensitive being by nature and i thought i knew how to process feelings and emotions because i feel everything and i feel deeply and i i'm just this walking magnet of of all sorts of emotions and it's i was like i don't know how to feel i'm like oh that's interesting and i started to study the language of feelings the language of emotions the language of our somatic body the language of the non-physical because apart apart when i started is i went super into completely not wanting to interact with even human beings because for me it, the concept of relating was so dense i didn't know where to start or or how to approach it and what is so beautiful is discovering that emotions hold so much wisdom within us and once we learn how to connect to our emotions first of all become aware that there is tingling in my in my thumb when i'm feeling anger there is a contraction in my chest when i'm feeling scared so beginning to understand become aware of oh there's something there and then going deeper into okay being feeling safe to be present with it and then learning how to process it and from there the wisdom of if it's anger then where did i not say no where did i say where did i not say yes where did i not share my perspective so so much and it comes from within and i'm like okay now i understand what you mean It's so beautiful. I know you also are facilitated with the somatic body practices. You touched upon it. So in addition to facilitating women through the emotional um, processing and unpacking and unveiling of their emotions and really understanding the feel into it and receive it. Because I think a lot of times we're in societies and we're in worlds where we're taught not to feel and we're not even given time to even process. And I can even dare that in some societies and some circumstances we're even given we're taking away the ability to even go there the right to even feel our emotions like we're told no it's in the butt we're given every opportunity to like produce and create after another and like do our roles and do our tests so with that that's amazing that you're able to serve women in this way that allows them to process their emotions through the thought and the the mind but when we're repressed that way or we're not able to go through those motions it can get stored really heavily in the body and i believe that's where your somatic practicing comes into play and i know you've been a facilitator for so many years so tell me a little bit more about the journey with your somatic practice and your facilitation and how long you've been doing it and just amazing stories from that field yes so there are two parallel parts to the soma when it comes to my personal experience one was how to process emotions stored in the body because 
What I discovered is when we don't know how to process emotions, to process experiences, they get stored in certain organs in the body. So it doesn't just impact my style of relating or my needs or why I choose certain partner, partners or certain experiences or why am I experiencing such an experience? So why am I even magnetized to this job or this friendship? But actually from my personal experience because I had a tracheostomy accident is I had to go to uh, to the physical impact. So how store how storing unprocessed emotions impacts our physical health and well-being, mm-hmm. and that amazed me on another level. Because I remember I texted my brother like two years ago or three years ago. I was like, I would get a lot of chest infections. And I was like, but it doesn't make sense. I mean, am I being punished? You know, I had very deep conversations with myself into viewing my lifestyle. And I was like, okay, something happened in the past, but why am I, it feels like I'm paying the price until the present moment. And I texted him once when I got a, I was I had chronic fatigue and I got pneumonia, so I had a really um, chronic chest infection. And I was like, you know, I'm not sure I even like. It doesn't even make sense to to even stay here on Earth if I'm going to be continuously um, being tested or being punished. Is what is what really being punished is what was stored in my body. Mm. And, realized is when I started to to study metaphysical anatomy so it is the the science of stored emotions and their impact on our physical health and well-being is that the, the chest carries a lot of grief and when we are storing grief in our chest we then become a vibrational match and our chest becomes vulnerable to physical ailments, diseases, and so on and so forth. And I was like, wow. Right? And it blew my mind away. And I'm like, but I don't feel anything. (laughs) And I remember my mentor was like, yeah, honey, you've got really, really, really good coping mechanisms in suppressing your feelings. Mm. Yeah. No, it's. I, I want you to continue. I don't want to interrupt too much with that. But the reason why I reacted so strongly to that is because I think a lot of us, we, we can't, I think prior to COVID, and especially like high achievers or people who have been like really good into society, we really pride ourselves in resilience and being able to do, 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 but not realizing we're creating a really high resistance threshold that our capacity of our warning system for our nervous system in our body, it's it's too high for it to go up. Like a normal person's, like our normal threshold is supposed to make this and because of society and our high achievement and the stress that we currently be over, it's super high. So we can withstand a lot more, but only for a short period of time. And that's where that emotion and the repression of emotion is so in, 
inevitable because of the circumstances or society, but also so oblivious to us because it's so far away from the original threshold we were we came to Earth with. And I just had to react to that because it's so it's so true. Completely, Ella, and that's when I chose that I no longer want to have this cycle of reaching my maximum capacity of what my physical body can sustain that maximum suppression of numbness and then I, I get a physical ailment and then it's like a wake-up call so that nervous system deregulation and um, again this pattern of reaching overburn and then okay let's start again reaching a physical ailment and then okay now let's start to be healthy so it was complete inconsistency and i i decided to i want to have a consistent sustainable healthy wealthy lifestyle definitely and it's really about like creating room for our lives and creating room for our environments for that healthy lifestyle and the consistency. But I wanted to go back on something you said because I really wanted to touch about it. You were talking about the chest and storing the grief. So I have a few follow-up questions just to pick your mind about it and see what you say. Is how did the grief get there in the first place? And how do we release it? Well, so how does grief get there in the first place it will depend on our experiences so for me i had a jet ski accident and i died when i was 10 years old and i never believed the version of me the girl who died and when she came back into earth my life was just never the same again i didn't have a voice my neck was broken and so on and so forth so what happened in my psyche is that I dissociated, like I I fragmented and the part of me, the fragment, the part of me that was in this jet ski accident never had the chance to be even witnessed, heard, seen, felt or even expressed. And that part of me was stored in my heart, in my chest. And, and yeah, whenever my, whenever anything would happen that would make me feel any kind of emotion, uh, like stress especially, that part of me would trigger. And then my chest would be super vulnerable and I would start to catch any infection and I'd be like, wow, why is it always in my chest? Yeah, it's how to process it is primarily what I take clients into. It's into an emotional body journey. And something I would recommend for audiences, audiences listening to this at home is we start where we are because mm-hmm. I would listen to all these advanced, especially my mentors are like super advanced and I'd be like, oh, but I can't do this. So I always start where I am and how I started is waking up in the morning 
and putting a hand on my heart and a hand on my stomach. And I'd ask myself, how am I feeling right now? Mm. And that could take two minutes, that could take up to five minutes. And it's a, it's a technique to completely being utterly present with whatever is there in the body. And then witnessing and observing and allowing it is such an intimate journey to to be and to be in the unknown and to hold yourself and in this simple technique a hand on the heart a hand on the stomach and how am i feeling allowing sensations to come up and being there with the sensation and reminding myself that I'm right here with you now and the journey goes on but it first for me starts with acknowledging that oh wow I have this emotion stored in my body Mm. it is so powerful it's so important especially if we're looking at um like for example in some cases the emotions can be stored from like the kosh it's like viewers know about the kosh or past lives and trauma but Keep in mind when we're working with stories or a kosh or this kind of information that it's also always present in one way or another in this lifetime. So your childhood and your life and dealing with emotional pain is also energetic pain. The physical is also energy. It's all the same thing essentially, but in just different matter forms in different ways. So when we're dealing with our emotions, we're actually helping like in the somatic expression, helping the physical body working with it, but then also we're connecting stronger with the spiritual realm so we're connecting stronger with all the different bodies that we're available to become more whole and bigger people into this world so with like somatic practices when you're facilitating it in your groups like what are some of the most amazing experiences you have with your clients and your attendees of your retreats i know you do retreats and programs and all these things like what are some of the most amazing things that you have from the field it's really always a mystery and that's that's a, that's one of the most fascinating parts is going into the workshops so i'm running uh, my fifth workshop in february and it's the cyclical women workshop where we take women into our feminine portals of uh, the vagina the womb and the heart activating our our powerful feminine essence, emotions stored in there, and then we go on and move with the emotions, and then we draw it on a blank canvas. So oh, they I get of this um, this mystic experience and still see it visually. And um, wow, I mean. I've had orgasms in some workshops, I've had resolutions like clients coming in with I am not understanding what to do in a situation and they come out with clarity or a knowing or a sense of direction, Mm, not connecting to the body and getting a taste of what does it to connect to the body and to the emotions and what kind of wisdom do I have within me and 
yeah amazing i love it it's so beautiful and i think like one of the things i'm just gonna say and then you can choose to respond to it however you want is that you also are practicing such powerful information and you're teaching such powerful information and in a place where maybe you you receive a lot of like backlash possibly so like how do you like how do you keep on facilitating women empowerment and and these mysticisms and do you ever receive anything that's like not as a positive experience and how do you deal with that when it comes to the emotional body journey and feeling into emotions i've i haven't had any like a resistance however what what i what i've experienced some resistance due to where where i am residing and due to my culture is when i started to tap into the wisdom of our periods the wisdom of our moon cycles because when i started to tap into that i went wild i started <laughs> to, like drawing canvases and and my like my friends were horrified to say the least and i was just in a i was in a rebellious state and i was like you know like so much you don't know about and and the amount of i mean we touched on that but the amount of against stored emotions when it comes to how we view our body as women and how we speak to our period is how we're essentially speaking to ourselves and the amount of disgust and the amount of shame and specific emotions stored in the body depending on each woman's experience and i was amazed of how when i started to connect to my sacred cycle now my my entire life evolves around my cycle and just how when we talk about intimacy to our body intimacy to ourselves as women blessed with this cycle of cleansing and rebirth yeah how it it took intimacy to myself on a different level mm i love that i love that statement that oh i can feel that it's like oh it, it, it really does like in understanding the, the way that our body goes in cycles like even though i'm somebody that can get really trapped into like the go 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 when i'm doing things there is a part of me that can really sit in and stop and listen to the, the sequence of the flow of my rhythmic system and the time in my body and my hormone cycles and the flow of my of my yoni and of my my menstrual cycle and my bleed and the moon cycles and it is very aligned like i I've, I'm able to align my period to either the new moon or the full moon, and I know how it shifts and flows, and the power of that. But the way you relate it to it through intimacy is so beautiful, and getting to that stage with your cycle and understanding that intimate, really intimate, sacral, feminine energy that rotates a different, like it could oscillate in so many different realms of emotion and different realms of power and energy. Um, 
what is something really interesting you'd want to share with the viewers and the listeners about menstrual cycles and the power of womanhood and the intimacy of that like what is something really deep that you want them to feel into and and, and sense and experience to sit with them and ponder with wow i've been having uh, several questions on the on the time of the bleed because when again when we don't know how to process emotions what happens is during what i discovered for myself is during my my moon cycle during my period i so i'm sensitive by nature but i'm extra sensory so all my senses are heightened so i can hear more i see more i feel more i smell more so it's like a noise of the tv would be so loud for me or the temperature of the room is too cold for me and when i started to be intimate and understand that on a biological level on a spiritual level on an energetic level on an emotional and mental level i am i am being given a sacred time devoted to go within me to no longer focus on the external world to not be focused because as women our nature is 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 to give and to give and to give and to overflow in giving and how this time is so sacred that we are given a chance an opportunity to honor our body listen to our intuition because really you were during the sacred time we become super intuitive it's a time where channeling is just pouring and pouring and pouring and to really be kind to ourselves like one thing i learned is during my cycle is to be kind to myself because when i would be in outrage or what i would previously call pmsing and becoming um like aggressive or what not what i realized is actually it's my body asking me to surrender yeah so this thing yeah my body is asking me to slow down my body is craving for me to listen to it to be with it and yeah it's it's a sacred opportunity is what i would say in our cycle it is definitely when i was first starting off and i was listening to the ebbs and flows of my menstrual cycle and my, and my hormones in my body and i would hear people just say surrender and listen i mean like, what the hell are they talking about what do they mean by that so for those of you who are on that same thought like what like okay, great i hear that what do i mean it means going back into that sensory and that feeling body so if you are somebody that gets a little discomfort you know doesn't feel the best or you can know that you're edging up and your body feels like 
take the fo- focus and witness into the parts of your body and the feeling of, and really focus on the way it flows through your body, the feeling of it, and just allow it to process, allow it to go in the direction it wants to go. It's kind of like what, like riding the wave with that feeling of that discomfort or that pain or however you're incorporating inside you of what you think. And then you'll be very surprised on how that wave unfolds. And like Amira, you were talking about a lot of times it's emotion and it's us not listening to it and that's it's us repressing it and those ebbs and flows within us if we were to really realize what those emotions were and those feelings were they would really unfold into something really beautiful and powerful yeah absolutely Ellen. yeah <laughs> definitely hun okay so let them know where to find you and how to connect and any juicy offers or anything that you have coming up in the near future that they can snap into um, right now you can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook um, I am cooking an offer but it's still not crystallized so I'll let you know once it's out and meanwhile I would love to journey with you on an emotional body journey. It is one that I feel is a part of our essence as human beings and how liberating it is to start to be intimate with ourselves in and through our emotions. Definitely. I absolutely love that. Emotions and, and regulation of emotions is, is one of my favorite topics along with nervous system regulation, which is almost similar in the same boat. Um, but yeah, I love this topic and I love this conversation and I don't want women to put aside what you said and spoke about really, you know, have this as a foundation and a platform to really start digging deeper. For those of you who are brand new to this, it's the attention to the motion, the motion within your body, the attention to the way things move in your body. And it may seem like a waste of time at first, but really I'm, I'm sure journeying with Amara in the emotional um, journey is going to allow you to process anything that's at the surface layers, or even if you've been someone in this in this work for a very long time and you need to be witnessed and you need to be held as you go step into something that may be a little bit more challenging that you're not ready, I'm sure that you can support in that processing. Because sometimes we there's some of us who've done a lot of the work, but we just need to be held. We know as women just need to be seen, witnessed, and sometimes even more just held as we're about to step into something bigger or process something more grander. And I'm sure that Amira would be an amazing facilitator for that, as well as her practices. So thank you everybody who's joining and watching the replay. If you are, tag us, let us know. If you are on the podcast, you know what to do. Go ahead and click the rate button to number five and leave us a comment and let us know how let us know how much you enjoyed this. I'm so grateful and thankful to having this opportunity to do a video a live video on Facebook for this podcast and having the beautiful Amira Iabaili here discussing her practices, her journey, and her story, and then also the, the courage she's bringing to where she is. 
because keep in mind you are in a part of the world where this is hot topics that women need to know even across the world women need to know this but the work you're doing is very powerful and potent so i say thank you sister thank you so much ella for offering this opportunity and having these powerful conversations they're very much needed thank you you're welcome perfect all right